1: new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from Hello,
0: ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, welcome Tells with TR178A right here from beautiful Sudbury, Ontario, home of the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs, about to start production on season three, Shorzy, what a great setup this year. Um. Hotel. We got a little bit of a bump up. I don't want to explain it and say which hotel I'm in. Just I've done that before and caused problems for everybody. Uh, To be honest, but uh, you know we're in Sudbury. If you're in the area, it's not hard to track us down. And uh, we start. I think we go to camera on Monday. So we got. uh, I got fitted for everything today. My skates got some new gear. My wardrobe, Hitch's wardrobe, and uh, it looks, well, I mean, the wardrobe looks pretty much the same, at Hitch, but uh, I read all the scripts, man, it actually brought me to tears. I'll tell you this, on Thursday, I, I don't mind saying this, I guess, it's a story, and I tell stories, it's a happening, I tend to be honest, I don't know why, and usually I'm honest about everything, like, when it comes to, you know, I don't really care, I got that as you know, that read my book, really embarrassing things. I just look at it. I don't know. Early on, I'm an only child. I got, I, I skipped a grade. You know, I went. So I was always like younger, and then I went out west at 14. Played junior. I think I was kind of used to getting picked on, at least chirped. Picked on makes it seem like I was sheepish and like it bothered me. No, I was more being, you know, chirped like anybody. But where I was younger, I guess it was easier to to do that um but anyway usually not usually but one of for some reason like a guy saying you know he cried or whatever it's always been like hard to admit again i'll admit it of course but it happens right i don't know why i just i'm saying it because i don't know why like humans cry it's one thing that that they do right You, you laugh you cry you know, you do a lot of things in between, right? You do a lot of things. You smile. I don't know. You fucking frown. You do a lot of things, but I don't know why that should be embarrassing. I think we're all like. I think it's bred into us when we're like in school. At least I'm talking us, my age, male. I guess from my culture. I don't. I can't speak for every culture, but I know that if I grew, I grew up in the '80s and '90s, like going to school, and. Yeah, there, there's no world I wouldn't have been ripped, like probably even, I don't know, <laughs> maybe even punched in the face. I don't know, like under the right context. Of course, we weren't all barbarians. If some if death or a tragedy happened, but definitely, like if I was to read a poem and it made me cry, I'd get shit kicked out back, or at least be challenged. I knew, I knew, I knew there would be a fight. No, there would be a fight coming. Um. I'm not really exaggerating. <laughs> I remember, you know, I've always kind of been intrigued by acting. I remember uh, going on stage. Yeah, we were doing some play, man. You know, and the English teacher back in the day, who was it? Was that Mr. LaValle? Was he socials? Anyway. Oh, God, I remember who it was. I don't think he'd want me to mention his name. But he was, yeah. Um, good teacher. Anyway, like he was so into the play. Like we were doing English, and we got to do, I believe it was Shakespeare. We did like three, but the one that I was, I guess I was. Um, it was a Midsummer Night's Dream, which for Shakespeare is like a different. It's different because it's it's got different themes. It's way funnier than the rest. I remember it being a comedy. They're not all comedies. They may have funny moments, but Shakespeare writes all kind. Com- I mean, Romeo and Juliet's the ultimate tragedy, right? Uh, but uh, yeah and i remember just doing it on stage i think i was a fairy or something like not because i was acting that's what i would be called a fairy but in the sh- in 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 the play there's fairies like there's they're prominent in it i believe it's a midsummer night's dream and i could do my research but i'll give you guys the reason to go check out shakespeare who was unbelievable so many new uh, so many phrases that shakespeare coined i'm going to i'm going to you know what before we go on, because I know some people you're like, I don't like Shakespeare. I'm telling you it's fucking brilliant. And if you don't like reading, watch a uh... although I'm telling you, you can read Shakespeare and you might say it's too tough, and it is because his language is crazy. And a lot of people back then didn't use as much well, they didn't use as much of the two thousand slang, of course, you know, because they didn't know it. But uh, you know, I get that it's kind of uh easy to pass it off as hard to follow but you can get Cole's notes like you can get I remember I, every time I did Shakespeare I got like the version that I would understand you know it's condensed um and simplified for a reader like myself and then you know after that you can get into it if you like the but some of it I don't understand right the words are so intricate and and, and poetic and 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 outdated right a lot of them are from uh 14 1500s. Um, but here, here are just some of the things that we say today. Well, it depends where you're listening from in the world. Forget that. I got lots of listeners from different cultures, of course, thanks to uh, Shorzy and the expansion of hockey all over the world. Um, all's well that ends well. Love is blind. Brave new world. Good re- Those started with Shakespeare. So, you know there's um anyway, I, I highly recommend getting if you don't know anything about Shakespeare other than he was a writer, highly, highly recommend just learning a little bit. And if you're gonna start with anything, I would definitely say midsummer Night's Dream because I remember it really made me laugh. and uh, the play, although fun, I remember yeah, it didn't go over well with the athletes like and you know the the people that would pick on the athletes. And it was just a different time. Like anybody who got up on stage to act was considered gay. And then of course, gay was a bad thing. Like we're we're now it would be so much different. Right. Um, but, and again, I don't want to offend anybody, but yes, if I said back then there's a chance that I I'm gay, right. Then what would happen? Oh, you fucking cocksucker. Look at like, and I don't, and I'm not, but it shouldn't be looked at like that. I'm just telling you like we're, It's slowly changing, but I'm telling you right now, if I went to my Mary Queen of the World fucking elementary school play and I went out there and like literally acted as a fairy in a play on stage, that's it. I'm gay. I'm cast out. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it was. Now it's not quite that right now. It's changed a lot, obviously. And for good reason. And though some things in the woke movement, if you want to call it that, it's a hard word to define. You know, some things that are on the fringe and are just too much. I get it. We don't need 500 bathrooms. I don't think men should be able to get a sex change and compete in the Olympics as women. Those are far, far, far left things. But I am happy that, you know, my Uncle Daryl and everybody else that's gay can talk about it without getting shit kicked out back of some bar, right? Um, You know, in in most places, Um, right? Race, relations, even though people complain and black lives do matter, I agree with all of it. But we have come a long way, right? We've come an awful, awful long way since the 1980s. i like to just point that out. Because everybody would have you believe that we're in this worst time ever. And the climate is, no, social media. Word gets around faster. But I think, and and, you know, so hate spreads faster. But love also does. Um, And I'm going to get to something in a minute. Talk about that. The Beatles just had their last song come out. Speaking of good writers, um, good to say the least. But um, yeah, right, the climate. Even though it seems tenuous, but I really do believe a lot of that is because we can just, you know, there's so much online stuff. If that wasn't an option, you, you go back to not giving a shit what someone in fucking Nantucket thinks, you know? Right now, it's just we're all combined and all the haters can hate and the groups can start and mobs and all that. There were always mobs, but it was just harder to get everybody on board. Anyway, do you understand what I'm saying? I hope so. That with the internet, Things spread fast, temperatures rise. It can seem gloomy, but I don't know. From my perspective, I can talk from Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, moving to Quinn BC, to Tri-Cities, to Montreal, to living all over in the minors. And, and, you know, the, the uh, public speaking and things in different places because of my... NHL experience at the time, and now Shorzy, and the film stuff, and the hockey stuff. I've traveled all over the world, man, and I've consistently done it since I'm 10. And I'm telling you now, in my perspective, it's come a long, long, long way. Um, even I'm here doing Shorzy. Look at how diverse our cast is. Just, just one example. Right? Um, and I don't want to get too far into it and say something that you know, it kind of has the opposite effect of what I'm going for. But we have come a long way. Anyway, I digress so much. But, but so to tell you why I was crying, Bach, man, go on. Um. So first of all, I read Shorzy, yeah, and I uh, God, that's a. I'm not giving anything away because this is a little tiny part. It wasn't the big plot or anything. Something in Shorzy season three right we had to read all of it obviously it's our job It's nothing I don't think that would make the whole general public cry per se so I'm not giving away a plot point like you know I'm just saying something in the script reminded me of someone that I knew okay and uh, it, it just really hit home like pretty hard like crying to the point of like <laughs> you know you, you know kind of like that it just hits you once in a blue moon right? I, I don't remember the last time that I sobbed like that, and, and it was more than sobbing, it, it was and it was not quite hysterically crying but it was in between sobbing and hysterically crying. One sec, my coffee's ready. Okay, I forget where I was now. Uh, what a what a nice hotel. Um, before last last couple of years, yeah, we were in a little bit of a different setup. Um, I didn't mind it at all, but it was a little bit shadier. Mm. So, anyway, yeah. So, something in Shorzy, the script, really, really hit home. If I was to talk about it, I'd be giving away parts of season three, and that's not what we do. But, anyway, it really, really hit home, okay? Someone that I was very close with. And, uh, anyway. So, then, all of a sudden, Thursday was the... Last Wednesday was the drop of the Beatles' new song. And, uh, Thursday, of course, the video. Okay? Now. So this was the other reason I told you that I, I cried more than ever, because that sure as they already had me in kind of a bit like one, like, I don't know, like every half decade you cry like this. So. And they were almost tears of joy, like in the mix. OK, so it, it, it was it was good and bad. It was bittersweet. That's the word bittersweet. And that makes me cry the most because there's a reason to be really happy remembering something. And then there's a reason to kind of go, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's gone. He's gone or whatever. Right. So. Anyway, the Beatles then, and so, uh, oh, my God. So I I heard the song. I sat there. Penny Lane just got out of school, and I said, we want to do this together because it came out at 1130 Eastern. Uh, No, 1130, sorry, uh, 10 10 o'clock Eastern, 1130 in Newfoundland. It was all over the Internet when it was going to come out. So I said, well, why don't I pick you up from school? Don't listen to it at lunch, and I'll pick you up from school. She wanted to listen to it at the same time. So I said, okay, I'll pick you up from school. We'll go home. We'll turn it on. Before we do anything else, turn off all the lights and just listen. She said, okay. So I looked over, and she was like, like me, like, whoa, I didn't expect it to hit me like it did. And it wasn't just the song. It was the video, right? I say we turned off the light. Lights, but we left the video on. We, you know, this was the the daytime. I I closed it. We just, uh, I say, turn off the lights, close the curtains, just just to get the mood. You know, turn off all noises. The cats are outside. Let's watch this and really absorb it, right? So, and for those that don't know, so I'll explain to you now, kind of why it made me cry. But for those that don't know, and and a lot of people are going, "Oh, the Beatles' last song—it's not that good. It's not. It kind of sucks, or it's not." Faster! Look, the fact that it even came out is amazing. So what happened? And a lot of people say, well, Paul McCartney said that AI wrote it, right? No, AI didn't write it. Without AI, they wouldn't be able to do it. But this is what happened, for those that don't know. I'm assuming most do. I mean, even if you don't love the Beatles, fuck. Jesus Christ, it's the Beatles. It's the Beatles. They're the fucking most important band. I think we could... You don't like them? Whatever, but... I would be hard-pressed to find a critic that knows anything or a musician about music and not to say they're the most important. They might fucking hate on them, right? Lots of their peers. Not lots, but some. Who was it? I forget, but I see some. uh, Or, uh, yeah. Well, they weren't that good. Oh, it was... uh... That'll come to me. I guess if you had skin in the game, if you had a horse in the race against them. I know they did so many fucking things for the first time first lyrics on an album first um, the use of the studio as a tool they stopped touring and you writing their own songs like you know and each band member creating and, and, and releasing or you know think of the Beatles, like, the Eagles is the only other band I know of that all had a different lead singer at some point, like, you know, or or, or or if you could create a song and bring it to the table, you could sing it. I love Pearl Jam, I love Nirvana, I love the Stones, I can go down, but you don't often hear anybody other than the front man singing. And not, not, not a huge thing, but it's just it's a unique thing about the Beatles, I like that. They were very diverse, I mean, fuck, listen to Octopus's Garden, then Helter Skelter, then Yesterday, then I Feel Fine, then Strawberry Fucking Fields Forever, then Penny Lane, then Revolution. I mean, it's Blackbird, I mean, they're they're all over the map um, uh, God, FM Radio FM Radio the uh, yeah, they put out Hey Jude, I remember it was so long, I think it was a DJ in San Francisco that uh, the whole world was listening to AM Radio for the most part and I know that that song had a big part, in the, you know, and, and, and a lot of other bands emulated that uh, just the longer singles, you know being that Hey Jude is like seven and a half minutes long, they're really most songs on the top 40, like pop songs or whatever you want to call them, we're in a package, two, three minutes, right? The use of these, use of instruments, I'm not a musician, but tomorrow never knows they are using backwards vocals for a, a large part of the song. Ah, uh, God, feedback on the guitar. Just like I said, lyrics on an album, like they're a concept album. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band will be somebody else. One song will flow into the next one. Uh, you know, just the instruments used. Bringing an orchestra in for a lot of songs, right? The evolution of the Beatles album by album is just incredible, and you can. Each album, you can see other bands. Emulating that. Like I said before, I love the Stones. I really do. I hate when people make it Beatles or Stones. But you have to realize that the Stones were hanging out with the Beatles. But Paul, one of the first songs ever that he gave it to the Stones. Was it the last time? Um, it was, no, I mean, the name of a song. Right. They were living in London. Beatles from Liverpool, Stones. I believe, I believe London. Anyway, Liverpool's not that far. I mean, it's England. So they you know, they were on the same scene, Clapton, Bowie, you know, The Who, fucking British Invasion, man, and right, so I love the Stones, and there's parts of the Stones, I think, like their rock and roll, uh, the stage present, their longevity, the live part of it, that I like better than the Beatles, but I'm just saying, the creation, a lot of what they did wouldn't have been happening if it wasn't for the Beatles doing it first, and you can say that about a lot of bands. You might think I'm shitting, hold on, Paul McCartney, Wrote for, it was one of the first, I forget. Okay. I want to be your man. I thought there was another one. I knew I want to be your man. They gave him that one. Uh, anyway, I'd be reading this all day. There, there are more though. But you know, they were friends and everything. But you look at... Anyway, look, I I, this, I hate getting into the who's better argument because I'll forever say the Beatles, but I l- fucking love the Rolling Stones. You want to say greatest rock and roll band or whatever, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, I'm just saying important, okay? Huh. So. I just had my head turned around and when I Yeah, that's not good. Hmm. In other words, I was just telling a story and I don't know how much of it you heard. So, a large part of what I just said, I'm not going to be able to hear. So I don't know where I left you. So, okay, you must have heard the part that I was moved to tears by the Beatles song. And I was trying to explain where it came from. Okay, so I think I missed all that. So let's just start here. Okay, why did I... So the Beatles song... Being it, 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 they, Paul and Ringo and George's son now at this point made a decision, and, and Yoko d- decided, and Sean, I guess, like in other words, the, the families of the two that are dead, Paul and Ringo decided, okay, this is good. Paul, Peter, in other words, we're going to put it out. Peter Jackson, who did the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, sorry about this if you already heard it. I don't fucking know, man. Fucking goddamn computer. Um, Sorry, so sorry. Especially when I'm fucking explaining a good thing that I was into here. Anyway, fuck it. Peter Jackson, yeah, Lord of the Rings, yada yada yada. He was doing get. He was he was filming a, a documentary called Get Back, and while he was doing it, he realized that he could separate John, who was writing a song called Now and Then in the seventies. He could separate John's voice from the piano. You couldn't do that. It was it, so George thought it was shit. So he said, no, I'm not doing that. But now, when Peter Jackson did get back, he phoned Paul and said, you remember how you said you were working on that song now and then and you couldn't get a good sound? Well, I can separate all of it. I can separate the the piano, the voice, all of it. And so anyway, that's what they did. They did it. And what ended up happening is that well, and, and, you know, they had to use these these this song. So like Paul said, it, it, it could be called anything. It could be called coffee on table. It could be called anything. But, you know, John was ready. And now and then it's kind of appropriate for the Beatles' last song. And the video is really, I don't know, to me it was really moving, especially towards the end. And, you know, it's like you're reminded that this is it. This is the last Beatles song. And the fact that it was the only one they could work with, and they, it could be called Telephone, right? It's just now and then and about missing you and new beginnings and endings. And, you know, at the end of the video, which Peter Jackson did, his only music video ever, you know, you're reminded that, okay, this is over. Like, we're really fortunate that 2023, we can have a new Beatles song, but it's over. And it kind of, that really hit home for me. So for those who are wondering about um, the song they were kind of forced, uh, you know, that material, and so the fact that they made anything of it, and they took John's, uh, you know, words and voice, and they added their own harmonies. And George had pre-recorded a solo just in case they used it in the '90s. Even, but after that is when he decided, "Fuck this, we can't hear John, and we're not going to do it." But and but George had the solo, so they mix it all together, and they were famous for that orchestra sound, like the building up of. And, you know, all of a sudden, by 75% of the, or 75%, God. By halfway, three-quarters of the way through the song, you could really hear that it was, you know, oh, wow. I'm like, you know, it kind of sneaks up on you, but this is the Beatles, right? And, uh, you know, then, of course, it ends on a really odd kind of note arrangement. I just thought it was fucking brilliant. I really did. I was nervous. I said, I hope it doesn't suck. Now, if you were never into the Beatles and you're judging and if you hear that on the radio and you're like, this is supposed to be the best ever, of course, I don't think it'd hit home as much, right? I mean, if you want something catchy to hear, you'd probably go for something like Revolution hits you right off the bat, right? Or uh, I don't fucking know. There's so many. God, there's so many, so many. We can work it out. Trying to think of ones that right off the bat, boom, right? You love, you're in. Day Tripper, paperback writer. But this one, yeah, for just for all it symbolizes, all it represents, I, uh, it brought me to tears and that's the story. So twice in one day, especially when I looked over and saw tears in Penny Lane's eyes, twice in one day, I, uh, I had a, to say a good cry would be an understatement, uh, but both were bittersweet and I think that was the key to the longevity of the cry, uh, and even doing it, yeah, you know. Even when I go to a funeral, I don't normally cry, but if I do, it's thinking about the good times. Like, the, the movie Rudy makes me tear up more than... You know, maybe something, a movie where something tragic happens. That, that I was just going to say always, but... No those kind of those those can move me to tears. but more often than not the inspirational stuff, the bittersweet the look this was so good, but now he or she and it is gone or uh, you know what kind of what goes up must come down, right Some things are just tragic immediately. like watching Schindler's list, you're just reminded of how terrible humanity can be and I don't even remember if it was crying or like wanting to vomit, right certain movies, really really take you on a trip Schindler's List I wanted to throw up in the aisle I wanted to puke I was embarrassed for humans that I'm one That that that's how that hit me but everything's different and these two happenings being reading the Shorzy scripts and then the Beatles final song Brought me to tears. Fuck, was that a long way around an easy fucking topic? I could have told that story in three minutes. As it is, I don't even know where it cut off. When it, I got to send this through because tomorrow is a long day, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, tonight's going to be a busy night.
1: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours with promo code THPN and DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping so why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before black friday you can shop raycon products right now and save up to 50 percent off yes five zero percent off because their early black friday sale is going on right now you've probably heard me talk about some of raycon's products on here before like how great they are for listening to the Hockey Podcast Network or some of TR's music recommendations. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life or a perfect in-ear fit for all-day lasting comfort. And this past year, Raycon expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. The Raycon Home faucet filter ultra-filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals, It's a must-have for ensuring that the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Or if you're looking for a great stocking stuffer, their 5-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of 5-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering twenty percent off everything on their site, with select products up to fifty percent off. So beat the crowds now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com/thpn to get twenty to fifty percent off site wide. That's buyraycon.com/thpn to score up to fifty percent off Raycon products. Buyraycon dot com slash THPN.
0: Now just a couple other things. Just a couple other things. Look, people are asking me about the leafs about the Oilers, about the Flames, about the Ottawa Senators. I do watch a lot of hockey, right? But those at the Canadian teams obviously being in Canada, I get a lot of feedback. And then doing the show, Jason Greger's show on Mondays and Thursdays, I do I follow the Oilers a lot. Like, I watch every minute that they play. So, most teams in Canada that have these problems now, I'm saying Canada, just Winnipeg, I guess. I'm saying it because a lot of people ask me, or what does this team have to do? Or what, what, what do they have to do? What do they have to do with the Oilers? Is it the coaching? Is it the defense? Is it the goalies? Is it the scoring? I mean, it's obviously if you're losing, it's a lot of things combined, right? Obviously. But outside of Montreal and Vancouver, is it? Maybe? I, I, definitely those teams. I'm just trying to think if there's... I think most of the other teams in Canada. The problem is similar. I don't see, like... I don't see a give-a-fuck meter being too high. I don't know if it's... The, the Leafs say, take the Marchand incident when he slew-footed Lilligren Lil and Greg got hurt. Right? Then say the Oilers there hasn't been, like, one incident like that, but just watch the way they come out. They come out hard, and then halfway through the game, they seem that they're not into it, and, you know, they're in shape by the third period. Guys are, like, not finishing their hits. For me, like, honestly, I was... I wasn't a big hitter. Like, if I saw someone coming through the middle with their head down, I wasn't that type of hitter at all. I'd almost, I think, subconsciously feel bad because I knew what it was like to get hit in that situation, and I did not like it. So... You know, it caused concussions. I'd fight someone 10 days out of the week. (laughs) Eight days a week, there, Beatles reference. Uh, But, you know, getting hit coming through the middle, I didn't like. So I'm not saying this as some guy who's, like, noted for hitting. But I always had hits. I always was up there on my team because, you know, you just finish. Because I was taught and I believe that by the end of the game, if you just keep rubbing somebody out, and just finish the hit, finish the hit, finish the hit. Think if you're a defenseman and that's happening to you. It doesn't have to be a big hit, but each one wears you down a bit. I remember in, in Kamloops and Junior when I really had a chance to play a lot and, and go like, okay. And, and the reason I was getting myself in great shape, I remember, um, well, per se, back then. <laughs> but it, it was always cardio. I wasn't like ever in the gym every day. I'm telling you the truth. I, I, maybe it would have made a difference. I don't know. But I wasn't pumping iron all the time. But I always made sure to have a good cardio. And, uh, um, you know, because by the end of the game, some of that came with just playing a lot in junior, you, you know. Um, but by the end of the game, I remember, like, really taking pride in that. I remember taking out Nolan Baumgarten, who's one of the besties in the league. And I'm, you could hear, Hurr, Hurr, and I knew if I got those guys, even Surrey, if I got them, and that's just me. Everybody on the team is supposed to finish their hit. If they If they start to wince, Then, okay, we're on to something here. And then maybe in overtime or late in the third period, they'll turn a puck over because they're tired. I'm not saying go out and maim somebody, man, or lambaste them. Just finish the hit. So by the end of the game, everybody's a little bit more, more worn down, but I don't see it. I can't imagine being in the NHL, like a young player especially, and trying to get noticed and go out there and you're judged on every shift and it's millions of dollars on the line and you don't fucking bump into your guy. I mean, what? Like, I'm not even saying those open ice big ones. But I mean, you know, the game goes on. You're you're, you're you're close to your check. He gets rid of the puck and he's by the boards. It's a layup. Sometimes I used to say, hey, heads up. Sheldon, hey, heads up. I'm coming. But I'm coming. Right? Just get beer down. But I'm going to drill you into the glass. Like, I don't know. And I see guys out there. Listen to these quotes. These are all from teams in Canada. Again, not just the fucking Canadian teams. I just mean that's... Where most of my focus has been, um, we have to play sixty minutes. We have to play focused. Um, we are play. We are playing well in spurts. We to be, have more energy, these are things that a pee team shouldn't fuck up on, right? What do you mean you gotta have more energy? What do you mean you gotta be focused off the start of the game? What? Your fucking personal chef, an unbelievable world class dressing room. And millions and millions of dollar contract didn't already give you a fucking vague thought that you had to come focused. You're not focused. What are you fucking ki- kidding me? There's people in junior that are fucking making 60, 70, 80 a week that have second jobs. There's people that come from fucking real hard up that, it, you know, that have to rely on a scholarship to even pursue the game at all or any game. And you're sitting there with all of that at your fingertips saying that's the problem? We have to be more focused off the start of the game? I guess I see playing in spurts because that wasn't really, that That's could have a level of focus, but it could just be, you know, we're, we're, we're not as good at them at the, this particular thing we're talking about. But holy fuck, we need more energy. We need more passion. You need more passion. Well, fuck, man. Go get it. Slap your fucking self across the face. Throw your head under a cold fucking tap and fucking smarten the fuck up. I just find that wild. And I just thought about players on my teams, you know, back then. And, okay, I know that taking advice from someone that didn't go on to a long NHL career might sound silly, but it was injury. That's not what... I learned a lot up there, I'm telling you. And people I learned from, like... Mike Keane, three Stanley Cups, three different teams, was the captain when I first got to Montreal. Like, look at his work ethic. Vincent Tomfus, known more for his finesse and everything. But honestly, man, he would—he was a dog. I looked. He had 150 minutes one year. I didn't realize that. But he always had a lot of penalty minutes because he'd slash you. He wasn't a great fighter or anything. But he'd finish his hit. He'd slash you. didn't even know you were there. Corson, Tucker, that's obvious. Stevenson, Thornton. Ash, Brian Savage, Mr. October, 20-odd, from Sudbury. I'm here in Sudbury now, speaking of. But, you know, I remember him being considered not physical at all, but he he would take shit from the players and the coaches if he didn't finish his hit in that situation, right, in certain situations. I just saw the other night in the Edmonton game and young players, like if, if the D has it, Say you're chasing the D behind the net, and the D's got it, and he kind of comes out, makes a breakout pass. He's right next to the glass. You got to finish that hit. That's an easy layup. That doesn't hurt you or him. It just wears him down, right? I, I If you don't want to go out and be a savage, I'm saying, no pun intended, but certain like, I don't know, Saku Koivu, do you remember Saku to be a physical presence? No, but he fucking... He like if he, he was good at cycling the puck, he was good center of gravity, and he'd give you the shoulder. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the era. I d I don't. But and don't use the excuse that you're tired in the third. How tired can you be? I don't know. There's four lines, it's hockey. There's not as much physicality. Can't be that fucking tired. You, you know, this in this era of Everybody being in immaculate shape, like I don't even want to hear fatigue. Ten games in, fuck, I could do that. Jesus Christ, forty-six years old. Not me. I don't want to make this about me. I'm I, the fucking person over there across the hall in room fucking sixteen oh four. He could fucking do it, or she. Jesus Christ, we're ten games in. Well, you know they're tired. They're playing up. They're tired. In this era, everybody talks about how everybody's a robot and fucking, I don't know. The pub was a regular part of our fucking agenda. And fucking, I don't know, there were guys out there, players, there was, Mark Bureau was on our team only because he could take face-offs, and he was a fucking dog, and he'd work hard, block shots, finish hits, whatever. I mean, everybody on the third and fourth line, if, if anybody had a free pass, it was someone on the first two. Jesus, I can't imagine getting called up and getting a chance to get out there in the National Hockey League in front of the Montreal Canadiens fans and TSN or Sportsnet or whatever the fucking channel it was on broadcast all around the world. And my D getting rid of the puck and not finishing the hit. Holy fuck, man. So, and I, I don't know. It, it's not one specific team. I think a lot of the teams, that's the problem. I mean, you could say with the Leafs, there's, Playing, you know, there's some individuals. The best players on the Leafs are playing awesome. It's, it's the others, and I don't know. Like, what's Tyler Bertuzzi supposed to do? And Max Domi, aren't these guys there for that reason? I haven't seen every Toronto game, but so I, I don't want to. Maybe, maybe they are. They're just not getting lucky. I've seen a lot though, and I know that those guys aren't playing as physical as they normally would. Do I expect Max to be tied? No, I fucking don't. Nor should he be. But there's something missing when I watch these games. Like, the first Leafs game, Ryan Reeves came out lambasting everybody. The place went bonkers. It seemed like the year would kind of go in that direction. But no. And Reeves, I'm sorry. You got you can't be minus 10. Right? I The fourth line only plays so much. Yes, I think there should still be fighting in hockey. And yes, I think Ryan Reeves intimidates. And I think the other players play bigger, but, you know, you got to be able to play defense. Or you, else you can't play. So, anyway. And uh, I think with him, it's just turning the key, locking in. And, and he's got to play with a couple of guys, you know, that also go out there and do the same. It's not all Ryan Reeves. And would I still have him? Yes. Do I think he's going to be an advantage? Yes, I do. I think that those other guys definitely play bigger. But you didn't see it with the Marchand thing. I don't know. I don't get it. Goaltending is not great either. You need to be able to get a bounce, obviously. Uh, you know. The other thing is, guys, it's early. It really is early. I don't know. But I think if you did a deep dive, you'd notice that across all the sports, there's teams that start bad. Football is an exception. You wouldn't be 2-9 and nine in football and be great because you couldn't make the playoffs. The season's so short. But you know, Texas just won the MLB uh, World Series. I don't know, man. I remember them going on a 10-game losing streak like close to the playoffs. Right? When they when they played against the Jays in that, one of those final series, they were horrible. They were awful. I, I don't think anybody would have picked them to win. So that happens to teams. Um, and in particular, I, I don't know about Calgary and Winnipeg. I haven't watched all the games. I watched that Heritage Classic and the the flames looked awful. Like they looked, like they didn't know where they were. They didn't know what was happening. Jonathan Huberto, 115 points two years ago, and now he looks like a kid who lost his dog, that has no idea where he's supposed to go. It's amazing. Um, and I mean, fuck, I remembered really, really wa- loving watching that guy play. Played more with more passion in Florida. What's the reason? I don't know. I mean, a lot of these answers, guys, you're going to be in the dressing room. I don't know. Don't ask me about leadership because I don't know. I mean, we're, we're out here. They're in there. All these things now, 10 games, yes, it's early, but it's long enough that there's, there's problems, and I think Within the dressing room, you could probably identify a lot of the symptoms to those problems, but it's it's just hard for me. Yeah, they look like they're not playing with passion, but to me, I, I, I don't know. Leaders, coaches, I don't know. We're not in there. X's and O's, they all look fantastic at times and then absolutely peewee-like at times, and you can't win like that. And uh, having watched the Oilers the most... I don't know. McDavid took a cross check. He could have got suspended last night to cross check someone in the head. That's not good when they start going like that. So there's got to be something major. I realize they just waived Jack Campbell. Probably a necessary move, but I I, I still don't see that that changing a whole lot because they're not playing well defensively. And, of course, the best scorers in the world aren't scoring. Now, do I think those teams can turn it around? Edmonton, Toronto... Yeah, Ottawa, I don't even think Ottawa's too far gone. I think they're up and coming full of piss and vinegar. They had some weird stuff happen away from the rink, but I, I do think that they'll be... I, like, I look at them and there's spunk there, right? I, I don't see that exact same thing. Could everybody play better? Yes, I'm, I'm not saying that there's some, some of those quotes did come from the senators, but like Brady Kachuk is a leader that's out there giving everything, right? And and for the most part, and the guys on their t- they're making silly mistakes, but of all the teams I mentioned, I think Ottawa is probably the closest to to not having the closest to coming out of the funk. The orders are getting all kinds of shots, forty and fifty a game, but I don't know. They just look like so disorganized. But I want a Canadian team to win the cup. I do finally for somebody. Nineteen ninety three was the last time. So as I say this, I hope. One or all of them come out of the funk. I'd love to see fucking let them all make the playoffs, but it won't happen. And what's funny is that at the beginning of the year, the two teams I thought wouldn't were Vancouver and Montreal. So what the fuck do I know? Ah, Josh Norris is back. Good luck to him. Hockey family from Newfoundland. Obviously, uh, I talk about it a lot, but for those that don't know, Josh Norris on the Ottawa senators overcame a big shoulder injury. He's playing pretty well right now. His son or his father, Dwayne scored the winning goal for Canada at the World Junior Championships in '91, just or 1990, a year before John Slaney, also from Newfoundland, did it. But uh, Dwayne's wasn't in as dramatic a fashion, so people often forget it. But great hockey player, great hockey family. Warren and Ian are Dwayne's brothers. And anyway, I like giving a shout-out to Josh. My mother's maiden name is Norris, too. We're both from Newfoundland. Who knows? Maybe way back there's a relation. Anyway, folks, really, thanks for bearing with me. And uh, I'm sorry about that Beatles story in the middle. I, uh, I really don't know how much of it you heard. And uh, because of that monkey wrench, I don't think I finished it great. But what I will say, look at the video. There's a video online, and then there's a 12-minute mini documentary of the making of. And it'll explain everything I did way better. So if you care at all about what I said, check those out. 12-minute documentary now and then. It'll come up on YouTube immediately. And then, of course, the video. I think it's three three minutes and change. It's worth your, worth your while. If you're downtown St. John's, oh, I'll have a guest in a couple of days. There might be a little bit of uh, inconsistency in the next little bit. I don't know who the guests are going to be. And I don't know when these are going to come out. I'm going to shoot for Tuesday and Friday like I always do. But we've got some busy days coming up and Shorzy's number one. Anyway, if you're downtown St. John's, you want to grab a beer, go to Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, Martini Bar, Greensleeves Pub, The Bull and Barrel, of course. And if you're going to grab a bite tea, why not do it at Merchant Tavern? Why not do it at Blue on Water? And why not do it at the Loose Tie? What a spot. Above Greensleeves really made some great improvements lately. The food is second to none, and Greensleeves is just downstairs full of food, folks, and fun. Lots of live music, so check that out. Uh, and, of course, Wedgwood Cafe. Wedgwood Cafe is on Elizabeth Avenue. Awesome place to have lunch and also does catering. Check it out. Peter Wedgwood, Wedgwood Cafe. If you want to change your life, strength and balance for the body and mind, Rope Walk Lane, power conditioning. Ryan Power, power conditioning. Awesome. I vouch for it. Healthy choice, healthy living. Mr. Lube, two locations in St. John's, Newfoundland, Torbay Road, Camelot Road, Live, Laugh, Lube. Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Pitbullpainrelief.com. Check out. See what all the fuss is about. And, of course, true hockey. Take what's yours. Be back in just a couple of days with more Tales with TR. I'm going to have a great guest. Bear with me. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. Apologies for the technical difficulties today. I'm in a hotel room. The Wi-Fi is in and out, but uh, I hope this will suffice. Love you guys. I really do. Excited to be here in Sudbury and uh, talk soon. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you on The Rebound.